Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Pond End Podcast, where no one listens and we don't care. On today's pod, we welcome Fisher's new frontman and debut hat-trick hero, Lee Weems. The Pond End Podcast is sponsored by the Fisher FC Club Shop. You can find them on Twitter at Fisher FC Shop or through the club's website. And now we are here with Lee Weems, the hat-trick hero from Fisher FC's first league game of the season. How are you doing today, Lee? Yeah, I'm good, thank you, mate. How are you? Doing pretty well. Thanks for asking. So, um, obviously, a newer player to Fisher FC. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, yeah, so I am 28 years old, nearly 29. Um, I am a landscaper by trade. Um, from East London, so just the other side of the water. Um, for people who don't know, obviously, Fisher's South London, I'm East London. So, yeah, it's not too, not too far away from me. Um, obviously, the local professional team is Millwall, and I'm a, a West Ham fan. So, <laughs> I did say the other week in the programme, um, I'm not sure how well it would go down with a few of the, the local guys who um, obviously follow Fisher. Probably a lot of them are Millwall fans, but, yeah. You'd be surprised, Lee. There's uh, an array of supporters. I'm a Chelsea yeah. fan. There's Southampton, AFC Wimbledon, Brentford. There's an array of different fans, believe it or not. There is a Millwall support there as well. But in general, we are supporters of all different teams. Yeah, I can imagine. We're not going to lynch you, so it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Being a West Ham fan, is that... I'm guessing that's a family thing if you were brought up around there. Yeah, um, obviously, um, I've lived in Iceland my whole life. Um, all my family, my my granddad going through, I think even he's my great-granddad and my dad, and obviously a lot of um, all my family, basically. So, yeah, I didn't really have much choice in the saying the matter. But I think, um, I think to be fair... I think even if so, I wasn't, um, it wasn't my family. Where I live in the area, I think I would end up following. I'm a bit like that, like my local team and stuff. So, yeah, I think I probably would have ended up sweating West Ham anyway. So, Lee, uh, is there any one particular player that you really look up to or model your game after, um, either in the professional game or in the non-league game? Um, I would say growing up, um, when I was really young, I used to love watching Alan Shearer and I'll probably, to be fair, I don't know if if, um, if it's been posted about on Twitter, but I used to, when I was playing uh, non-league about five or six years ago, I was known as the, the non-league Alan Shearer in sort of my, my stature of play, sort of like a bit of a bully striker. Um, not the best technically, but like put myself about and score all sort of like sort of goals in and around the area. So yeah, I've, I've Grew up watching Shira, but then I was also a massive Wayne Rooney fan, and I think most people my age, growing up, watching him make his debut at like sixteen years old, um, would probably say the same thing. So yeah, I'd probably say they, those two are the, the standout ones for me, especially as a striker. Who who would be going back to the West Ham? Who would be your West Ham favourite player hero? Um. To be honest with you, I had, I'd probably say two. There'd be, obviously, I think most West Ham fans would say if they was around my age, was growing up watching Paolo Di Canio. Yeah. He was a sort of a cult, cult hero. 
And um, another one, obviously, one of boy, one of the young boys who come through at the time when I was young, when I first started going, he come through at West Ham was Joe Cole, um, and I think he's probably one of the best players come through at West Ham. Naturally, just unbelievable. And obviously, you know, John as a, as a Chelsea fan, he was so special. That boy, I tell you, like he was. And I think I've I've watched a lot of interviews over the years of um, pros who've played with him and managed him, and they always they all say like. He was he was something something else. So yeah, Joe Cole is definitely. I think he'd probably be up there with one of my all-time favourite West Ham players. Even though he was only there for a short time, then obviously come back. But for the time he was there, he was yeah he was special. No, Joe Cole was at Chelsea. Watching him is magic, absolute magic. Yeah, I, I'm honest. I remember watching him um, in the FA Youth Cup final um, for West Ham, and I was. I think I must have been no older than seven or eight. And I think he scored over the... T- I think they, they used to do it over two legs. We played Coventry. And I think we won 9-0 and he scored about four or five across the two ga- uh, two games. And he was just... It was like that kid in school who was better than everyone and was just taking a mickey out of everyone, like flicking it over people's heads. And, and it was just like, yeah, it was ridiculous. You shouldn't have been playing at that level. Yeah. There, there was that one video. Um, I think it was about 14, I think. And he picks up the ball from the halfway line. Yeah. And he cuts in and it's, it's, that video is the one they always show of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's, uh, that sticks out to me, to be honest with you as well. And I think there was an interview as well when he was about around the same age. I think there was a competition at academy level called the Milk Cup. And um, I think he was playing like, I think he was playing two years above or something. And he was still like, he was, he was doing absolute madness. <laughs> and it was just looking at him thinking you should not be playing at this level like he was yeah he was he was so special at that point Lee you've, you have a wealth of footballing experience before your injury from teams that I've seen you play for what was your proudest moment up until you got injured um yeah to be honest I've been a bit of a non-league journeyman to be honest with you since coming out of the the pro game, um, I, I'd probably say there's probably a couple would be hard to choose from. Uh, getting my first professional contract, which was um, playing for Tamworth, which is a team from Staffordshire. Um, so I left Wickham Wanderers at 18, didn't get a professional contract. Um, was quite shocked, to be honest with you, that I didn't, just from what I was hearing from the, the coaches and the, the first team players at the time, I thought I was pretty nailed on. Um, scored 24 goals in 28 games in my second year scholarship season. Um, I basically got told that they couldn't take any strikers on um, that year because of the budget. Um, and basically got told, if you was at any other club in the country, you would have got a professional contract. Not the f- first thing you really want to hear after going into that. But yeah, so and then I left there and went to Tamworth and then obviously signed my first professional contract at um, 18. So I'll probably stay. Yeah, that'd probably be yeah, my most proud moment, I'd say. Did you did you have to move to Tamworth or were you still based in London? Um, no, yeah. I, 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 lived in, I lived in Tamworth. Um, I got a two-year contract. Um, I was living in Wickham before then, obviously in Diggs. Um, so people who don't know what Diggs is, is basically an accommodation for young um, apprentices who 
stay in the area because obviously you don't ha- won't be able to travel every day if it's too far away. Um, so yeah, I was living in Wickham at the time. Obviously moved back for the summer. Um, had a few options. A few other clubs that was interested after leaving. Obviously, your name gets about there in the football in the football world. Um, someone approached me, went down there, had a look around, and yeah, basically the chairman had a house um, not too far from the from the ground. So we um, went down there, looked at that, went around. I think I played a trial game, um, met the boys, and yeah, I made my decision. And so I got a two year deal, and then, yeah, I was living living in one of the houses there with a few of the, few of the other boys who was, who was based in uh, London as well. So, yeah, it was good. And being being 18, how did you find that sort of adjustment, being out of London and being away from local friends and local family? To be honest with you, um, I think it helped me grow massively as a young man, made me sort of, make me stand on my, two, my own two feet. Um, I was very very um I wouldn't say a naughty kid but I, was, I used to like to get out and about and mixing and living in an area like Poplar not the nicest area so I used to come across some sort of trouble and I think my mum and my dad was more happy more than happy for me to to get out and sort of fend for myself and grow up it made me grow up a, a lot quicker than your average 16 to 18 year old basically so yeah I think it um it put me in good stead and how how high what high what level did you play with Tamworth at? Um, that was when they was in the conference prem. Conference so prem. yeah, played played in. To be honest, I've played in every step from one to five now. So, and for someone who's only twenty eight, I think that's uh, yeah. You can tell why I got called a, a non league journeyman. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say we're lucky to have you at Fisher now. So. Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy to be honest with you. Um, like I said, it's the. I think it's the second time. Yeah, the, the last team I played for before my my injury, I was playing at step five. Um, I did want to get back into sort of around this this level, um, sort of ease my way back in. Um, but yeah, so far so good. So Lee, during the time you were injured, uh, how did you uh, fill the footballing void that you had because you weren't able to play? Um. My my main thing was going to watch West Ham. Um, I needed to do something with football, like otherwise I would have drove myself mad, basically. Um, so I've had a season ticket since I was a kid, anyway. Like for the last, or nearly, yeah, I'd probably say about 20, 20 odd years, fifteen years, fifteen to twenty years. So I've always had it. Um, when I've not been able to go, obviously, when I was playing football, I used to give it to my mates or family members. Um, but during them times, basically to keep me sane, I would uh, I would get over there. All the time. I was going home and away. Um, so yeah, that was basically my little go-to to keep me involved in football when I weren't playing. Lee, if you don't mind us asking, how how did you pick up your injury? Um, so basically, when I was playing for Redbridge, um, that was the last team I played for before for Shah. I I'd done my knee ligaments um, playing against Clapton in a game, but that wasn't too bad. That was only, I think that put me out for about two, two months. Um, so I was out for two months and then I had one training session back after um, doing the injury. 
and I was at work, I used to do um, cladding with like heavy windows, aluminium panels and stuff like that. And basically we was uh, moving one of the panels. You know, I think it weighed between like 400 and 500 kg. We was moving it on like a pump truck. And um, unfortunately it come off the pump truck and I've tried to save it. Just a reaction, a natural reaction. It ended up falling on my legs um, and done my, uh, my MCO in my left and my ACO in my right knee. So I done both knees at the same time. Um, so yeah, that put me out for, for quite a while. That, I, I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> yeah, it weren't, uh, it weren't very nice. Obviously, I had to take time off work and stuff. Um, and it's, it, was, it was more frustrating than anything because obviously I'd just come back from injury, um, from a footballing injury, and I'd literally had one training session back. And then obviously, I think I trained on the Tuesday and that happened on the Wednesday. So I literally, it was a day apart from my first training session. So yeah, it was more more frustration um, than anything. So now you're back after five, five years? Away? Five seasons, yeah, nearly Season. nearly five years. So yeah, it's been five seasons. So what? I think the last game I played for was, uh, the last, sorry, the last game I played in was 2000, November, I think I looked up, I think I looked it up the other, the other week and it was November 2016, I think it was. Nearly five years. What made you want to get back into playing? Um, I'll be honest, it was, it was lockdown really. Um, so I think a main thing was obviously my void to not playing was going to watch West Ham. Obviously once COVID hit, um, obviously they stopped fans going. Obviously I couldn't go to, to watch the football or play. So I was a bit like lost. Um, I had a little conversation with my, my dad and he basically just said to me like we, we spoke about it for years because obviously I wasn't in uh, my knees wasn't in, I wasn't injured for those five years I was injured for about a year of that time I sort of fell out of love with the game um I missed I missed out on a lot when I was young because obviously where I was so I was full-time I was living away um I didn't do the things a young boy would do was going out with your mates and so I felt like I missed out on that so when I got to that age and I sort of had like a an opportunity to do things on the weekends and, and which I've never been able to do because I've always been playing for. So I've done that. And then obviously I've sort of got out of that stage um, as I've got older. And then now I'm like, well, I'm still young enough to play. I need to sort myself out. And, and, and the thing is, it wasn't like, it was just an easy thing to just get back playing. I was forced on overweight. So I've literally in the last, I think it's, I started January the 18th and I started basically training again to sort of try and, put a, a time limit on trying to get back for pre-season. I was 18 and a half stone and I lost four and a half stone in, in five months, I think it was. So that was basically my, it was just like a, a goal basically saying, I want to get back playing um, by once pre-season comes around. So it was just sort of like a bit of, of added motivation. Yeah. And how, how did you find your first pre-season back? I know you scored eight goals. You could yeah. probably ask for a better preseason than that. Yeah, no. Um, I was quite surprised there. I fit. I I was um, like I'd got myself in like in shape basically because obviously I was doing a lot of my own thing before preseason. Obviously because of like, to to get myself ready because I knew I wouldn't be able to just come back and and hope for the best and get fit. So I had to do my own things before. Um, and I was quite 
I surprised myself. I think uh, I still I still lacked. Obviously, I knew I was going to lack that sharpness, but natural fitness. I I, f- I thought I was um, quite fit in comparison to probably more fit than I've been in in when I was playing regular. I think it's because I was so focused on having to come back at a decent fitness level because otherwise it would I would have been like a it would have been like a late it would have took a, a long time to get into it again. So I knew I had to come in sort of with a decent base um, of fitness. But yeah, I found it found it good. Um, obviously, there was a lot of games in, in quite a short space of time. And I think any player will tell you they'd much prefer to play games in pre-season than having to run on a Tuesday night over a field up hills and whatnot. So yeah, yeah I was happy that AJ had, had arranged. Uh, and I was always messaging him saying, right, if we've got this spare day, can we try and get a game in? So yeah. <laughs> I was yeah, um, I was happy that we, we got so many games. So yeah. Hello, Team Fisher. Scott here from the Power Blokes Club, uh, supporting men's mental health with our support walks that we do locally. Um, if any lads on here are interested in attending any, we ru- we run walk groups in Southwark, Greenwich, Wallington, and now Woolwich. If you want to find out any more about any of the walks we do, please go to www.thepropablokesclub.co. UK and also you can follow us on all the social media pages Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. So if any lads are in need on here, need a bit of a walk and a talk, please come down to any of the walks and don't suffer in silence. So check out our website www.thepopperblokesclub.co.uk. See you on a walk soon. So, um, what was it that made you choose Fisher um, to come back to and play for? Um, and how much did you already know about the club? Um, so I've known AJ for a good five or six years, probably not, probably longer than that actually, but that's seven, seven odd years. And he has literally been on my case for the last four, oh, forever, as, as long as I can remember, basically. And I'd always promised him, I said, when I come back playing, I'll come and play for you. Um, so yeah when he found out because I started back, I started playing again for um, one of my friends Sunday league teams and it was on Twitter and he found out that I was playing so he was literally straight into my messages saying I'm, I know you're back playing you're uh, you basically got to stick to that promise you've you told me that you're going to come and play for me so yeah that was that um, and for Fisher I knew I knew a bit about Fisher Athletic um, obviously before the, the club changed over um, obviously because I was in the it was around the same time that I was sort of playing in like cut well, I was playing youth team football, but obviously I'd like, go out on loan and to like men's football. So I knew I knew a fair bit. Um and obviously where it's not too far away from where I live. Um and I'm, I clearly can see that it's still a big club just with the fans you get at this this standard. It comes to quite a, a surprise to me to be honest with you. Um because like I said, I've played at this standard before and it's not, they've been nowhere near had the, the fan base um, that Fisher have. So yeah, it come to, comes a bit of a surprise to me, a good surprise. Yeah. Uh, Lee, last week was the first scaffold game of the season. You got a hat-trick. Yeah. You couldn't have asked for a better start than that. Uh, no, no, definitely not. To be honest with you, if you ask me, Forty minutes in, if you thought I was gonna, if I was, thought I was gonna score a hat trick, I, I would have plain face told you no because I missed a few chances and then I thought it was gonna be one of them games. To be honest with you, 
um, and I did actually realize, in the first half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I am one of them. I'm quite harsh on myself. Um, as you probably can see from the sidelines when you watch, I, I do beat myself up a bit. I'm just, that's the sort of player I am. I'm a bit of a, a sore loser. People might say, I'll, I'll try to say more of a winner. <laughs> Other well, people will call it a sore loser. I personally like that because you've shown the passion that you want to do better for yourself and the team. And it does show to the fans. So, yeah, yeah, I do try. I do try. And um, sometimes I, I, I don't show it in the right way. Um, obviously, you can come across it in a different way. But yeah, it's never meant in like a, a sulky or a sore loser. Well, I think it's just a, a, that's, I, I don't want to, I hate losing. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I want to always score. And as a striker, in a selfish sense, I want to score. If I'm getting chances, I know I should be scoring then I'm going to be frustrated and I'm going to be annoyed at myself. Do you know what I mean? But yeah, so, and I didn't actually realise that it was um, a five-minute hat-trick until like a couple of days after because yeah. it was just sort of like all like a, just all happened. And I did, yeah, I did. And I actually looked over after my second goal and Luke, um, the assistant manager, was putting up the board and I see my number on there. And luckily for me, they took a quick, um, they took a quick restart so the ref didn't even have time to blow up to, for me to come off. And luckily, I've scored like, I think it was a minute after the second the, the second one. So, yeah, lucky for me, they took, I've oh, got to thank Russell for, uh, for taking a quick restart. Yeah. And next week, we head to Sheppey. Do you, do you know much about Sheppey? Uh, not really. Um, I've never played in this league before, but I've obviously, I'm quite a, one of them ones I'd, I'd like to have a look when I'm when, like when I know I'm like to have a look a bit of research um, and from what I've heard from some of the boys they're one of the better teams in, in the in the league they're meant to be apparently one of the favourites um, so yeah I'm I'm uh, anticipating a, a hard game from what I've been told by AJ and a few of the coaches so yeah it should be should be a tough one so obviously you got off to a great start. Um, do you have any goals? I mean, obviously you scored your first goal, scored your first hat trick, but besides that, maybe do you have any other goals for yourself or even for the team this season? Um, personally, as a striker, obviously you always want to want to score goals, um, and obviously I scored a few goals in preseason, so. Uh, I did say to myself before, I didn't put an exact target. I said I'd like to score between 50 and 20 goals. 15, sorry, 50. Cool, that'd be some season. 15 and 20 goals. Um, so, yeah, if I get anywhere anywhere between now, I think I'd be quite happy. And for the team, um, I really I really think that we've got a good, a good group of boys. Um, so I don't see why we shouldn't be up there. Obviously, I know it's early doors. We've only had one one league game, but yeah, I um from what I've from what I've seen from from us. Obviously, I'm I'm only judging on from us because I don't like I said I don't really know much about the other teams. But from what I've what I've seen from us, I definitely don't see no reason why we shouldn't be up there challenging in and around the big boys. And Lee, we got some questions from Twitter. Um, yeah. Favorite away grounds you've played at, and why? 
Favourite away grand. Um, Favourite, I think, oh, this is quite easy to be honest with you. When I was um, at Tamworth, we, um, if anyone was at the game and they read the programme, it was in there um, last week. So I played um, in the FA Cup third round. Well, I was involved in the squad um, against Everton away um, at Goodison Park. So, yeah, that was pretty easy. I think that speaks for itself to be honest with you. Uh, What was the best goal that you've ever scored? The best goal, when I, when you sent me these over, I was having a think. And to be honest with you, I, I'm not the, I'm not the greatest of. Uh, I'd say I'd score. I've scored a lot of goals, but not great, great, some great goals. Um, I'd probably have to go back to when I was really young, playing. Um, I remember playing in a, uh, a Sunday League tournament. Um, it was in Manchester. It was like a international. I think it was the Umbro International Cup. It was for um, one of my old Sunday league teams. And I remember scoring from like the halfway line straight from kickoff. Um, I literally see the goalkeeper off his line. And that's when back in the day when you was allowed to take, when, when you used to take kickoff with two players. So I'd pass it to my, my winger. He's passed it in front and literally see the goalkeeper off his line and just chipped it from about 45 yards. Um, so yeah, I'd have to go back sometime because like I said, I'm, I'm not really the, the score of great goals. I score, I score a fair few goals, but they're usually in and around the box. But yeah, I'd have to go back. I'd have to say that one. Is is there a goal that you can remember has been of importance? Promotion, cup win, um, anything like that? When I was um, when I was at Wickham, um, there was a, um, a youth alliance cup. So it's basically like the equivalent to like the your league cup. Um, we played, we had, we had Southend in the final um, and we beat them 1-0 and I scored, I scored the winner of that. So I'd probably say that was one of the most important goals. Um, I've also, I played for Barkingside um, and we, I think we stayed up on the last day and I scored two, I think we beat Brentwood um, on the last game of the season, I scored two and that, and that kept us up. So, yeah, I'd probably say either of them two. And who is the best player you've played alongside with, either non-league or professional? Both. Um, when I was um, when I was a schoolboy at Charlton, um, in the year above me, obviously, when, you was, when you're like under 13s, 14s, 15s, 16s, you sort of play with the uh, uh, with the older age group if you're like one of the better players or or you they always try to sort of mix it up and, and get you playing with the older boys and in the year above me at Charlton was uh, John Joe Shelby yeah. um and he yeah I played played with him um a fair few times and yeah he was you could tell he was that special at that age even at even at 14 15 and he obviously made his debut only at 16 um so John Joe is definitely up there and also when I was at Wickham Jordan Iab um, he come, he come, he actually come in at fourteen, playing under 18s football, and I remember his first game. Um, me and him played up front. Well, he played just off of me as sort of like a number ten. He played against Brentford, and he was fourteen playing under 18s. And um, obviously, I'd, I'd literally trained with the boy. I think two or three times. See, he had a bit, but couldn't really tell much. And he's come into this game, and 
I think he scored two and one of the goals he went through one on one with a goalkeeper and like just scoops it over his head. And I thought confidence of a boy at 14 playing four years above him was ridiculous. And yeah, a couple of years later, you end up getting signed for Liverpool. So you could clearly see, um, even at that age, like I said, the same as John Joe, he was, he was something special. And would there, would there be someone in this Fisher team that is standing out in to you in the time you spent there so far? So far, um, I would probably say Michael Sarpong, he's, he's really impressed me. Um, I actually never realised how young he was either until about a month or so ago. Um, and he's only 19. And my dad come and watched on Saturday and he pointed him out as well and said, like, he's, he's going to be some player. And I said, yeah, I said, if he keeps, if he keeps working hard, he can definitely, he, he, I think already people who watch him week in week, when he's on it, he, he's definitely too good for this level. Um, but it's just about being consistent with it and, and keep putting them performances in. I think that's the main thing. That's what I've noticed. I've played with a lot of good players. I think the difference is consistency. If you're not consistent, you, it's, it's all good and well playing one good game out of five. But if he gets a string of games, then he won't be. I don't think, I think it's, I think most people would say the same. I don't think he'd be along if he continues the way he's playing. Because, yeah, he's, he's the one I'd say he's probably the most special. Yeah. Okay, we're going to edit that bit out. We're not going to put that bit. <laughs> AJ might come after us. <laughs> yeah, he's going to probably text me when this comes out. I'll put his, one of his players in the shop window already. <laughs> So we've talked about some of your favorite players. So now, um, have there been any um, managers in particular that you've really liked uh, playing for? Um, I've always loved like sort of a maverick sort of manager. Um, I'll be honest, obviously, like I, I never, I don't know what it was. Mourinho just always he stuck out for me because I don't know that. He, he does get some bad press, but he's also like, I just love someone who just don't mind. He, he doesn't really care. He just sort of talks their mind. And and that's sort of like, I'm a bit like that myself. So I think we'd probably get along well. <laughs> so yeah, I'd probably say, I'd probably say Mourinho. How, how does AJ compare to other managers you played under? AJ is he's different let's put it that way he's different um he's very passionate very very passionate like he, he he's he doesn't always channel it in the right way i think he will agree with me this like agree with what i what i mean by that he knows exactly what i mean um but there's no doubt in his passion for the game like he's he's a serial winner like me like he just he hates losing so i get that um but he's still he's still he's still learning his trade as well. Do you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, he, but he's he, he definitely knows his stuff and he and he loves he, he's a bit like me in a sense as well, where he um, he does a lot of research into other teams. Like he'll always come and say like I've seen this player or like or this player like, or they've done this or something like that. So yeah, he definitely um, he don't leave no stones over to, like unturned. He definitely does his homework. And that's what I like. Uh, you need to you need to 
nowadays with social media and stuff like that, you've got so much to go from. Um, if you don't, then I think you'd be waste. It'd be a wasted opportunity to not do your homework on opposition. So Lee, how are you finding um, playing at St. Paul's, you know, the pitch, um, the players you're playing with and the, uh, the fans pushing you guys on for the 90. Uh, the pitch, oh, I had a bit of, um, I wasn't too sure about it at first, obviously with a history of, knee injuries I was a bit like oh I don't know if my knees are going to hold up but to be honest with you it's been actually all right um it's been all right so far so yeah the pitch is fine um it's a nice little it's a nice little non-league grand I, I like it there and like I said you got the the um the stand behind the goal where all the that's like called an official ultras they give it a right good go for us behind the goal so yeah you can't like I said when you've got fans like that who are proper non-league supporters and win, lose or draw, they'll, they'll be there for you. I think um, as a player, you like if, whether you're losing, you're drawing or you're winning, they're singing the whole 90 minutes. So as a player, like I said, yeah, you can't, you can't ask for no more. And Lee, we talked about management. Would you ever see yourself taking a step into football management? Yeah, definitely. Um, I've always... I've always seen my sort of self as um, a, like a talker. Um, I'm always sort of trying to organise and yeah, I definitely could see myself um, going into management one day. Not not, um, not so soon, hopefully not. I think I've still got a few uh, years left in the tank. But yeah, once um, once the time comes, I reckon, I reckon that's something I'd definitely be interested in. Um, I think it would be a, uh, a big obviously it's a big big change from playing a lot of people tell me that it's like completely different you think people who haven't been into management before and obviously they've gone straight from playing they they it's it's completely different to playing but yeah i'll um definitely look forward to to giving it a go one day hopefully and what what sort of level do you think would you start at this sort of level that you're playing at, or would you look to go higher? Um, to be honest with you, I think um, it's one of them ones, it, it, whatever the opportunity you get given, really. Like, obviously, I know quite a lot of people in football. So, like, I think whether it's coaching young kids to start with to, to get that sort of experience and then whatever opportunity arises, you, you never know what's around the corner, do you know what I mean? So, yeah, I'd be very open. So um, I'm sure you know, you've heard the uh, Messi news. So we've got to ask the, uh, the famous question, are you a Messi guy or are you a Ronaldo guy? Or is there maybe someone else that you like instead of those two? Um, I definitely have to say Messi. Always have been. Um, I don't get me wrong. I've got a lot, of, a lot of time and respect for Ronaldo and I still think he's an unbelievable player. But Messi, I just think when you've got that natural footballing ability, I'd, I'd just can't see past him. I think, obviously, in my time, there's been no one like him. I don't think we'll, we'll in my lifetime, we'll see anyone like that. He was, well, he is, um, yeah, he's something, something special. Just natural footballing ability just does look, makes the game look so easy. So, yeah, I definitely have to say, um, Messi. How, how do you think he will get on in the French league? you think he's going to, you think he'll get PSG the Champions League that they're after? Well, seeing the uh, 
that front three of Messi, Neymar, and Bappe. I don't see why not. To be I think even with the team they've got at the minute, they sh- they should they they should have won the league last year. They didn't. Um, but with Messi, I just think yeah, I think it'll just take them to that next that next level. It's not like they've they've got bad players already. They've um they've got a good team as it is. So with him, it's just gonna be it's gonna be uh even better. So yeah, I I can't see they've you've got to look at them to be the favourites now, aren't you? Especially yep. with adding the best player in the world. Do you do you think it's a wasted move for him? Do you think he should have came to the Premier League? Oh yeah. I think that's I think every English fan um would love to have seen him in, in the Premier League, just from a selfish point of view. Um because obviously it's always that question, ain't it? Who, um, whether like, whether he could do it or not. I've got no doubt he could have, but until he until he proves it, then it's always that what if. Um, and I think that's why the the argument's so strong with Ronaldo and Messi because of Messi, Ronaldo's done it in other leagues, um, and Messi hasn't. But still, for me, like you watch him in the Champions League against English clubs, and he's definitely not had no no problems there. So, yeah. Well, thank you for joining us today, Lee. It's been really insightful hearing your story and thank you for taking the time out to speak to us. No, thanks for having us. Uh, been really good speaking to you, boys. Thank you again to Lee Weems for joining us on the latest episode of the podcast. We'd also like to wish AJ and the team the best for the away trip to Sheppey and safe travels to all the Fisher faithful making the journey. Come on the fish.